We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Fellow humans, you are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. This is episode uh, 97. Nope. Probably. 98? Yep. Ah, ding, ding, ding. I'm the winner, winner, chicken dinner. I am also known as Morgan. Austin, the guy that's about to speak, because he was going to correct me, but I'm not going to let him. His name's Austin, since I already said it. How the fuck is it going, buddy? Yeah, uh, (laughs) it's going good. Um, Oh, my God. That intro. Yeah, that was solid. That was solid. Uh, some, I think, kind of big personal news. Uh, June, com- coming up before next uh, podcast, actually. June 10th will be uh, Megan and I's four-year anniversary. Well, exciting. So, yeah. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip up something romantic so um yeah I think those rose petals out and spread them around there we go that's that's yeah okay and chocolates I'll, I'll think about that um like a chocolate fountain or something maybe 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 uh maybe not though um yeah <laughs> other than that Turns out I'm been... the single guy so you might as well listen to me that's yeah, that's true. That makes sense, I think. Um <laughs> so, no, I've pretty much just been working and watching playoff hockey and um definitely not losing with you uh online in baseball. Why did you have to bring that up? I mean the game froze, so because we didn't we didn't lose. It wasn't conclusive. Fair. What I can tell you speaking of ball is the fact that I lost horribly just about uh, an hour ago playing slow pitch. Oh, well, no. not, not as bad as last Sunday. Okay. We only lost by, was it six runs? I think 20 to 14. I think it was in, in rec league. There's a lot of points usually. Yeah. But we still had fun. Um, turns out I suck. Um, that was <laughs> determined because I dropped some very easy catchable balls today. Oh, no. I apologize. I apologize to any of my teammates that are listening, which they probably aren't. But just in <laughs> case, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure they understand. It happens. I wasn't. I'm kind of just cut you off. Were you done? Um, what you were up to? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was done listening, anyways. So, cool. I had a very little exciting addition to my household. Um, this weekend, a couple of days ago. And maybe I should just let everyone guess what it is, or I can tell you the fact that it's the second cat. My previous yeah, I feel like that's cat. a better option than making people guess for sure. Yeah, a little better. My first cat name is Bob. This cat is Gary. So now I have Bob and Gary. They, I was actually completely shocked of how instantly they got along. Oh, that's cool. Two peas in the pod. Gary, the new cat, a little bit of hissing and whatnot, but I got him from my auntie who's 83 and her dog, which is barely alive, to be completely honest, blind and deaf 
and he didn't really need a little cat running around trying to play with him and attacking him when he didn't even know that he was coming because he can't hear or see. And so I decided to take him off his hands and that's where we're at now. But speaking of which, I guess this is a terrible... I'll do it in a sec here. I'm going to have to... uh, I have them both locked up in the room right now, and I can hear some sounds. Oh, dear. Not the greatest. So... Okay. But since we have football first, they're going to have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to... uh, I mean, you could just... Yeah. Well, well, it's fine for now. Anywho. Um, oh, yeah. I was about to do our plugs, I guess. We don't do that anymore. At least not this part of the podcast. Uh, nothing else you want to report? I got nothing. I got Dodgeball tomorrow. We're recording Sunday. That's about it. I want Saskatchewan to get some rain. And other than that, let's talk sports. Let's let's jump in. All right. So, like I already hinted at, right off the bat, we got some good old CFL football. And you might hear me walking and talking currently because I'm going to open up my door. So, this is not going to get edited out. There we go. All right. <laughs> so, I'm back at my computer. So, now podcast is continuing. That's good that we got a play-by-play. <laughs> I have to keep everyone on their toes. Yeah. But, Austin, I am I know you're all excited about fucking hockey right now, which I really don't know why, because the Flames aren't in it, so I don't know why anyone is even watching anymore. <laughs> That's a great point. I'm more excited at this point for CFL football to get on its way. We're done the whole training camp stuff. We're done the preseason games. There's been cuts. My cats are running around. It's going to be an interesting episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh yeah, let's go. Where was I? So I figured I would throw out some of the notable cuts since we are done training camp, and all the teams had to do their final cuts. I'm not going to read every single one because that would be that insane. Would be the podcast that would be the entire episode. That would be the that would be it. But there is. A few notable players that I did want to mention, just like last episode, I mentioned Antonio Pipkin, which, by the way, he got picked up within a week. So does that make me right? Yeah, it fucking does, okay? Oh, well, there you go, folks. Am I going to be humble about it? Nope. (laughs) Because am I right often? That's also a big no. Anywho, (laughs) I already did a somewhat of a pre-scan. So, I will go, still go by team by team, and some teams I just simply won't have much to talk about because they just release a bunch of no-names. Jeez Louise, cats. All right. (laughs) Right off the bat, we got DC Lions. This is going to be a great episode. It's going to be the cat episode. They're part of this now. BC Lions. Um, they released some guys. No one that notable. And then we go to <laughs> Edmonton Elks. Again, you know what? Going team by team, that's going to be very boring because lots of these teams, not very notable players. The first notable player, though, came from Calgary. 
which was American receiver Nick Hawley. He was with the Riders a few years ago. He got picked up, I don't know, I think three, four years ago by Calgary. Had a little bit of playing time, but it seems like lots of the teams this year are going younger in their skilled positions and a little cheaper, like their running back, wide receiver, that type of stuff. Right. So, but again, as soon as Nick Hall, all these players I'm mentioning, as soon as there's any type of injury, or maybe even prior to that, because there's a reason why I'm talking about them, um, they will get picked up in, I'm sure, in no time. Oh, yeah. The moving right along, the Notable player, which I'm very shocked by, that the Riders cut was their veteran quarterback, not quarterback, sorry, running back, uh, Shaq Cooper. They they signed him in free agency, um, but they went. They're going with. Jamal Morrow and some guy I honestly can't remember his name currently, but he hasn't played prior to the first preseason game, but he hasn't played a, any meaningful football in almost 900 days. Yikes. But he still beat out Shaq Cooper, so... Well. Hopefully, we'll see that over a full season. Yeah, and I did watch both of the Ryder preseason games, and I kind of had a feeling um, he might get a shot and Shaq Cooper might get cut, but I thought they would also go with three. So, or I guess they still, they still have a third, but. Regardless, Chad Cooper, I expect he will be a player that probably won't even have to wait for injury. I He's a veteran running back. Some teams going to want to pick him up. Oh, definitely. Moving right along, Winnipeg, didn't really have anyone. No, Toronto, quick scan. Again, no one really there. I mean, every team cut players, but like I mentioned. Uh, And then we got Hamilton. Again, don't think anyone there. Ottawa. Yes, there was a couple players in Ottawa that I was surprised by. American veteran receiver, B.J. Cunningham. He's a great, solid receiver. He uh, Second down production is solid. And for how bad Ottawa was last season, I think they'd be keeping a veteran guy around like that. But, yeah, not the case. Um, Montreal, this, I think, was the most shocking release out of all the teams. My edibles are just kicking in, by the way, Austin. So, Ooh, you did edibles. Excellent. Yeah, only 10 milligrams, so shouldn't be too bad. Okay. Well, it definitely helps. Yep. Anywho, Quan <laughs> Bray. He's been with Montreal for at least five years, if not longer. And he's another second down receiver. He was he's been decent with Montreal. And as soon as I saw this name come across, this is really the main reason why I decided to go through this article and pick out any more. Notable names, right? Because 
this one stood out so much. Okay. Um, yeah, like, he's the type of player I would not be – well, I mean, the Riders don't really have room for him. But it, if they got him, I would not complain either. He's a good, solid receiver. And I think Montreal made a mistake. Okay. Fair enough. But that's all I'm going to talk about. Cuts. Um, this weekend is the first regular season set of games. Starts Thursday. This Friday, just a little tidbit, is the 25th anniversary for Friday Night Football in the CFL. Just a little okay. fact I'm throwing out there. So That's I'm sure good. they're going to do something as far as TSN goes and all that deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. Any type of accomplishments I'll take. Hell yeah. But 25 years there's been football on Friday, so that's awesome. I mean, I guess not straight because we didn't have a season 2020, but let's not tell anyone that. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not talk about that. But moving right along, something that also caught my interest, um, mostly because I really hope it helps grow the CFL game. But I don't know, honestly, well, I guess maybe if I read the article, it might tell me a bit, but international streaming delivered, this is an article by Three Down Nation, or, yeah, Three Down Nation, yep. International streaming delivers CFL football to the world. So, um, the Canadian football is teaming up with a streaming platform, Visek, V-I-S-A-I-C. So however you guys want to pronounce that, I'll leave that up to you decide. I read well, that is uh, Visek or Visek. Visek? Well, you're the pro, so I'll leave it to you. <laughs> I do read words sometimes. I read them as well, just not correctly. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this year, in 2022, um, this one, the CFL is going to be streaming to over 130 countries and territories around the globe. Single-game and multi-game packages will include all regular season and postseason en route to the 109th Grey Cup in Saskatchewan on November 20th. Next pair. <laughs> Imagine if I read the entire article. Oh but God. that's huge. That's great. 130 different countries. Like, that's... That's a lot um, of countries. Lots of people mocked the whole global draft and all that stuff. But I've always been a huge fan of it because of, of this. I think without something like the global draft, majority of these countries, they're not going to care. Country Like, you know, Mexico and... Um, you know, Japan and all those places. I mean, I only named two. But that is that is two places. So that counts as at least one, more than one. Thanks for your insight there. <laughs> this has been a math lesson brought to you by Austin, the guy who barely passed high school math. Yeah. We're not going to listen to him. No. But... It just keeps these countries interested and 
the whole streaming thing is the next step for that. And then hopefully the streaming turns into, I mean, even if it just stays as streaming, because cable is kind of going obsolete anyways. That's my big word of the day. Um, Obsolete. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's not very big, but for a dummy like me, it's humongous. Is humongous a big word? (laughs) (laughs) I killed Austin. Yeah, let's not count the letters. Um so yeah, like all access pass is a hundred dollars. And then you still can you know watch the Grey Cup for eight bucks. That ain't bad. Playoff pass seven dollars for three okay. games. That's not too shabby. Individual games, five dollars. This they're not a sponsor, but they can be because yeah, they're more than welcome. I'm all for. I'm all for this. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Before we move on to someone else's favorite sport, I mean, I like it. Do you have anything? I mean, sure, you're like, are you excited for CFL coming up here? What's what's your thoughts? You got any? Uh, Well, no, first of all, I don't have any thoughts. But um, yeah, no, I am very excited. I, um, as much as obviously anybody who listens to this podcast would know, I, uh, big hockey fan, big hockey fan, first of all, but. I do love me some football and uh, with when we were talking about, you know, will they, won't they sign the deal, blah, blah, blah. It's just good that, you know, balls are going through uh, big poles and past lines and balls are going through big poles and past lines. People are getting hit. Um, flags happen. It's yeah. Sport. I've watched it before. That couldn't sound any more convincing. Right? I don't think so. So, while Austin regroups from his terrible, terrible insight, um, we should go for a break. And, yeah, let's do it now. Austin, 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 Austin. I'm just going to basically keep talking here until you use something to possibly plug my mouth up. So I just shut up. Well, okay. Well, rude. (laughs) You might as well continue. Well, you should probably follow us on Twitter at Podstone one. That's the main Twitter account. You can follow me at Fitzy Fitzgerald. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at TSWGS Pod, Talking Stonewall Getting Sports Pod. You know how it is. Yeah. And I guess since you're done and we're doing this crap, follow me double T's, Caps Morgan 2. There. I did it. Are you happy? Bye. All right. I think it's over. No, it's over now. Whatever you want to say, don't say it because it's over. That's fair. Okay, well, if it was important, you can say it. No, that's... uh, I don't want to. It's good. I don't want to hear it. But (laughs) it is time for me to probably take a hoot here because I need more drugs in my system. And Austin gets to talk some NHL if he wants to. I mean, I guess. Uh, no, it's these playoffs have been 
this round has been not at all like I thought it has been uh, or it would go. Um, I'm not overly shocked about the Edmonton Colorado series. Obviously, uh, I want Edmonton to win as they're the last Canadian team, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Nice hoot. There you got going. Uh, it's not looking good for the Oilers. They're down three nothing. And I will say, I will say, I'll give the Oilers credit. Game three was very close. I think they could have won that game. If they had a better goalie. Yeah. To a point, but also like three goals he gave up. They won. He was an empty. Like goals on a buttload of shots. Of course you want but um, yeah, I, I did not expect necessarily to them to be 3-0, but I think it's looking like sweep town. Um, I was actually watching game three at my dad's. That's one thing. Another thing I did this weekend, but we were talking and I, we both agreed that, yes, sure, it's always nice to see a Canadian team in, you know, fighting for that Stanley Cup and stuff. But I came to the conclusion that I don't care because it's Edmonton, and I really, really don't like them, and I'm so hoping that they get swept. <laughs> and I know we're going to talk about this later. I mean, it's up to you, but the whole I'm so happy about the whole Vendor Kane suspension, that one game. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about that now. Of course, it definitely pertains to this series. Like, did you see that hit? I did. I did. Uh, I 100% agree that suspension that's, that's just stupid Um, and I mean despite what you think what anybody might think about him personally or uh, off the ice he's goals and it's a it's a big loss for the Oilers yeah and, it's okay I hate him I don't like him I- Okay, well, you know what? Not everyone hates the Oilers, okay? Uh, well, I mostly just don't like Vendor Kane. And that's fair. That's fair. I'm not I'm not a fan of the guy myself. But he has a weird uh, you can't argue with the fact that he brought a lot offensively. Yes. And then to just do something stupid like that when your team needs you most, like it's just just real dumb. And um, Edmonton was so lucky that they d- did not lose that game more because, well, Kane alone had like seven penalty minutes. Yeah, he did. So for the fact that uh, Edmonton, or not Edmonton, Colorado didn't score at all in that five minute is, I thought that would be the push that Edmonton needed, the fact that they killed it I off. I thought so too. I thought so too, but it was it was not enough, and they know they need to win. Um, they're in Edmonton, so hopefully, maybe the team can rally around that. I also thought that would happen for Game Three, but that was not quite that the case. Was... But I do agree with you; they did play their best game of the series, but they still lost. They. I think is also a good example of just how good Colorado is. Um, <laughs> we had pretty much peak Oilers and um, couldn't do it. So I don't know. It's uh, yeah. But do you have any more in that series? No, nope, just I mean, I want to say this now before I forget. We will probably have to do our pick sometime in the middle of this week with how these series kind of are going. 
So with that being said, we'll just put them up on Twitter. I just wanted to get yeah. that out of the way before I forget. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so okay, so now we we move to the east, where I talk about a series that did not go like we thought it was going to go. Um, it's six two. The first game was six two for the Rangers. I, I I think the Lightning maybe they had a little bit too much time off after the sweep of Florida, but. Uh, they were they were not themselves in game one and then game two obviously a little closer, but uh Rangers pulled it out. Two oh against a team who just swept Florida. But I don't know if you watched the game today or you know of the score today. I know the score. I did not want to catch the game though. Yeah. Uh yeah, Tampa won. They were definitely Tampa was the better team in this game. And Two one series looks so different than a two zero series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's up? I was just gonna say, especially since the next game is in Tampa Bay again, so it sure is. So this series still has potential to go to Game Seven. I mean, they're not getting swept. That's official. That's for sure. Yes. That is for sure. But tomorrow we find out if uh, if the Oilers get swept, though. Yeah, and that's exciting times, isn't it? Which they very well might. Um, that, would, that would make you very happy. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, this whole Rangers, I had a eerie gut feeling, and this is a team that's proven that Sometimes having a really good goalie um, can take you a long ways in the playoffs. Yeah. Because. Oh. Oh, what were you saying? (laughs) No, you you were. were I cut you off. I cut you off. Did I have no clue what I was saying? So you might as well just continue. <laughs> Rangers um, had a good goalie. Congrats! There, I said that. Well, and I think too. I think we were talking about it. And I compared it to uh, Montreal made it to the Stanley Cup Finals with an incredible goalie and an okay team. Yeah, we so, were talking. That was yesterday. Um, not during the podcast, though. Different time. No, when we were just talking because normally. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I kind of said, like, yeah, because New York actually has a pretty solid team in front of Shesterkin. Um, So imagine what you can do with an incredible goalie and also a pretty good team. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, recipe for success. It's not a terrible one. But yeah, um, no, it's been it's been good, good hockey so far. I will say, um, we got some awards. We got some awards, buddy. Um, yeah, there's one obviously that you're pretty pretty stoked about, right? Um, the the Jack Adams. Um, now, do you just a little trivia question? Do you know who Jack Adams coached? Um, Boston. You might be right. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I have no clue. I also don't know. But I like how you ask a trivia question. You don't know the answer. Yeah, I was hoping you knew. It wasn't really trivia. It was more. Uh, so Daryl Sutter won. Daryl Sutter, obviously the coach of the Calgary Flames. Uh, solid coach. Obviously, he's been around for quite some time, and and like you said, I think yesterday actually, uh, surprised he hasn't won one already. Yeah, he's uh, he's been around a while. He's won cups, I believe, in L.A. Um, kind of surprising. So I was actually just googling um 
who Jack Adams <laughs> While you're doing that, uh, yeah, no, Daryl Sutter's done a great job, I think, in Calgary and solid team, as much as I hate saying that. Well, for the fact that who I get wet, but yeah. I was just going to say, like, he obviously came in late last season. And the team didn't make the playoffs. And just the fact that he took coached that team, same or majority of the same players, to being first in their division, it's kind of remarkable. Sure, the playoffs didn't go quite as planned, but it is also nice to see that a award like this doesn't necessarily always go to the Stanley Cup winning coach. Right. Yeah. So it's not just because you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's a little uh, nice of brush of fresh hair. Uh, in other news, Patrice Bergeron won his record-breaking fifth Selkie Award as the best offensive or best defensive forward, and it was even true. It was even more true this season. This dude, this guy, is so good. Patrice Bergeron had one of his best seasons statistically, and like fancy stats and all that stuff. In his career. Um, and he's 36, I think, or 37. So this dude, like, they should rename the trophy after him because he should have won it every year of his career. He's, he's, as much as I hate the Bruins, I hate the Bruins so much. I hate the Bruins they're so They're still good at being the Cox, though. They are good at that. But <laughs> Patrice Bergeron is good at beating just about everybody. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, he's he is a beast defensively, offensively. Like the Bruins are so lucky to have had him, and just congrats to him on another Selkie Award. Who he now leads. <laughs> he has the most Selkies. And isn't this a contract year for him? I thought. Uh, I believe it is. I. I could be wrong, but I think it might be. Um, there is some talk about. He, I don't, I'm not sure if we know if he's retiring yet or not. Yeah, I mean, Boston. That's the one team that's really trying to still hold on to their old school ways of playing hockey because they've got some. They might have to. We're going to see Boston making some changes soon here because they got some guys getting up in age and they're not going to play for much longer I don't think but Jack Adams coach for Detroit Red Wings okay okay that's that's good to know um was he any good no (laughs) I don't know why they named the trophy after him I don't know if he ever won a game Probably not. It's Detroit. It's so disrespectful. Probably what? It's Detroit. They they were never good. They like barely made the playoffs. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, Jack Adams pretty good. But we're not talking about him. What else do you got? What else do I got? Well, No, that's not actually what I what I wanted to say, but it just came up. So, uh, in some very unsurprising, uh, but probably positive, hopefully positive for the team, uh, Saint Louis is going to be the coach for the Canadians next season. Um, he signed a three year deal, three year contract. So, hopefully that goes well. He's he initially he had a great impact on this team. Um, Dominic Ducharme started the season as the coach, but, uh, well, the Canadians were, well, they had eight wins, they had 30 losses, and they had seven overtime losses when uh, 
when St. Louis took over. <laughs> and St. Louis took them to a 14-19-4 record with under him. So very close to 500 as opposed to the absolutely atrocious start. Um, and I think sometimes it's just a matter of you need a new coach, right? Like you need that new coach bo- uh, boost. But um, I guess we'll see. And like I always say, too, with new coaches, right, it's uh, you can't just take over midseason and then judge on that. You got to get preseason and training camp and all that stuff. Like it's really get the philosophy um, so they can really know what to do. And who knows? Uh, Montreal and their young players, they got some definitely some young talent that might just light it up to next year. Yeah, I'm really pleased with how well St. Louis coached for Montreal. Sure, they still didn't place very well. What were they still last, I believe? But he came in with a in a very shitty situation. And like we said with, um, well, I'm having brain fire of the Vancouver Canucks new head coach. Bruce Boudreaux. Um, I guess when, yeah, when he originally signed, he signed for two years anyways, but he did have the option of opting out. So, yeah. We're like, but like we've said before, it's huge to give that coach, you know, full training camp, you know, a little bit of say on who, what players they might have and yeah, all that deal. And the next question that Montreal has to now answer, or more or less Price has to answer, is if he's going to keep going. What yeah. do you think of that situation? Because yeah. obviously the team relies on him quite heavily. Um, I hope that he can for their sake, right? Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are better when he's there. Um, but like I said, I do think the team overall is getting better, right? And like for a young guy, for example, Cole Caulfield, right? Cole Caulfield eight points in 30 games with uh, Ducharme. Mm -hmm. 35 in 37 under St. Louis. Like, Cole Caulfield is a guy that we should be scared of. And Ducharme made him a guy that we shouldn't be scared of. And I think St. Louis has kind of unlocked that. And I think he'll be good for the young guys to do that. Because he, as a a formerly young, talented up-and-comer in the NHL, uh, he definitely understands what it's like to maybe be forced to do things you're not good at um, and just be like, hey, these this is what brought you to the NHL. Do these things. And it works. True. And also, <laughs> they won the draft lottery. So uh they might be drafting Shane Wright who for quite some time has been a super highly touted uh prospect who i hope i think could make a huge difference for the team as well yeah i mean we've seen um for, oh first overall draft picks make some difference for teams quite recently. So, yeah, it's yeah. Montreal, hopefully that they get their stuff figured out and yeah, be better because yeah, <laughs> I want all the Canadian teams to succeed. So, to a certain degree, I want the Flames to succeed the most, of course. Yeah, all of them except for Edmonton, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, we do actually. So you sent me, just sent me something. We got live on the podcast. We're exchanging information. Um, yeah, because I realized we kind of went through the stuff a little quicker. <laughs> hey, and you know what? That's okay because this is this is exciting. I love this kind of stuff because as we get closer to awarding a Stanley Cup winner. That also means we get closer to the off season. The off season means free agency, trades, draft, all that fun stuff. And you sent me over a beautiful list, just a wonderfully, wonderfully crafted list of some of the biggest free agents coming up here. I'm glad uh, you can see that list because whatever I sent you, I I can't see that same list. So I'm glad you. Okay, can. well, I got it in all its glory. So. <laughs> some big oh, names. Now I have it. Say, there we go. I'm not going to say all of them, I think, because there's 25. But yeah, the main ones, right? Uh, there, yeah, there's a couple that I will definitely want to talk about. Oh, for sure. Um, two, the, two in particular I really want to talk about right away. Malkin and Latang. So the Penguins, uh, they've been on the Penguins their whole careers. But they're both 35 years old now. Um, the GM wants them back, but the cap might prevent that. Um, maybe only one of them comes back. Maybe both come back, but they move something else. But I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Um, I think maybe Malkin's gone. I think he might go somewhere else. Really? I think so. It's, it's possible. Um, he might go to maybe a team that's more in cup contention. Not to say the Penguins aren't, but they maybe aren't. I and think okay. as far as the Penguins go, I think this is honestly their last real shot at doing at winning the cup, and they didn't succeed at it. So, yeah, that's fair. And especially if they lose one or both of these guys, it's uh, definitely game over for the cup cup window. Yeah, I but, should yeah. I should yeah. clarify myself. Um, what I truly meant was like this with this group, like down the road, the Penguins they could get a good team again. It's not like never they're never going to have a good team, but with like Crosby and Melkin and Latane and all their core group, I think this was their last true shot. That's fair. Yeah. No, I um I agree. Uh good. Yeah. So uh something kind of Colorado. Uh obviously Colorado's in a good position now. They're almost they're on the precipice of their way through to the Stanley Cup final. And Part of that, part of the reason why, is Darcy Kemper. And Darcy Kemper, they paid a lot for him. I believe a first-round draft pick and a prospect, and I believe a second round as well. And he's a free agent. So, I don't know. He's 32 years old. We'll see if Colorado has the space to resign him. But uh, it just seems like a lot to pay, especially if you don't win the Cup. Now, if they win, win the, the Cup... cup yeah, if they win the cup this year, then and then it's worth they, it. It's immediately worth it. Yeah, or they could also go the route, be like, "Well, we won our cup. We can't keep everyone, anyways. Let's." But they might also try and do what Lightning's done, keep that streak going for as long as they can. So, who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. And uh, I think on to another goalie who actually formerly played for, earlier mentioned the Penguins, for quite some time. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's coming up uh, on his contract. He's 37 years old, though. He's definitely getting up there. And he made $7 million last year. So I don't think he's going to be making $7 million. Um. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I still think Toronto might try to get him uh, because Especially they have Jack Campbell that's coming up as well. Exactly. So we'll see if like if because like the word is Jack Campbell's looking for about five mil, and if Flurry signs for less, 
maybe Flurry's the option, but Flurry's an old option. I don't know. It's uh, that's a risky one. Not as risky as Evander Kane, Oilers, thirty years old. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what though? The thing is, the thing is, he'll still get a contract. Yep. He'll still get a contract. Um, he'll but we'll be see. with Edmonton. I would not be. Surprised. It might be. It just might be. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, man, there's a lot of names on this list. I will say. I will say. Yeah. Bergeron is is going to be a free agent. Um, if he doesn't retire. He said he's not going to any other team. And I think that's fair because seeing him in anything other than than a Bruins jersey would be weird. I wouldn't complain if he came to Vancouver, but that would make no sense. You wouldn't complain. I'm surprised by that. Of course you wouldn't complain. Of of course. Before I forget to talk about this player just because I actually got the list to work, John... Klimberg for the stars. That's another big that name. That is a big name coming up for sure. As far as Dallas goes, he was huge in the playoffs against Calgary. And in the regular season in general. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, there's some big ones. I will say even of you now the lightning too, like Andre Palat is up, but he's thirty one, so we'll see if he stays, if they can afford him. Um bunch of guys from Colorado. You got Josh Manson, Valerie Nichushkin, Andre Burakovsky, uh obviously Kemper. They got a lot of big they got a lot of names to to deal with this the coming off season, but I guess they don't have to worry about it right now. They've got bigger things on their plate. Yeah, and then like Devils have PK Subban. That's a solid name. Um Nazan Kadri from the Avalanche. Nazan Kadri who's been had a career year. Um he's gonna be getting a lot of money. He's gonna be getting paid. To stay in Colorado, and then he'll take a team-friendly discount. He would have to. Can can I? I really, really want to talk about a couple players. <laughs> really yeah, bad. 100%. Sorry. Oh no, no worries. You we filled ahead. some time, so it's perfect. Um, Calgary Flames have two main players. They have actually a couple more. I think Andrew Marchpani is one of them, but the two main guys is Matthew Chuck and Johnny Goodrow are both yeah. unrestricted free agents this year. Um, I do think we will end up keeping both basically because we have to. If we want to keep pushing forward, which the Flames have been, they need those two players. There's no and ifs, buts about it. Um, Brad, like the GM for the Flames, even said they're going to, they will do everything in their power to hit Johnny. Johnny's only the only team he's ever played for is Calgary. He's said to the media that he wants to win a cup in Calgary. The biggest rumor, which has been since day one, is will he go play for the Flyers? Because I think he's from the Philadelphia area. That I've heard, yeah, I've heard that a lot. That's never going to happen. He, If he goes anywhere, it's going to be to... Uh, a team with a lot more cup winning potential. That's fair. That's the Flyers fair. don't have that right now. Definitely do not have that right now. Because he's in a prime. He doesn't want to go to a rebuild. Yeah. 
And although he is going to be asking, I think, for the his rate, his previous contract was six ish million, I think. And I would not complain and I would not be surprised if he asks and receives around the 10 to 12 million mark um, for about five to seven years. I hope it's that length of a contract. I'm not sure if his age currently actually Let's see if I can find it here, but like this regular season, he was tied for second in points. Um, like tied with Connor McDavid with points. So that's that's something to be proud of. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, he made another like his defensive two hundred foot gameplay. Like he deserves a raise, and he's going to get one. And I honestly would be shocked if he's not still with the Flames for a good solid five to six or seven years. See, and I just want him to sign not in Calgary um, because I think it'd be funny, first of all. Um, Well, I do hate it. Well, What, you don't think it'd be funny if, like, Brock Besser was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Minnesota, bye. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, okay. So, no. But anyway. Um, they're not? Yeah, I don't think. I think it's to me, but. He, okay, well, he, he definitely had a breakout this season. Uh, not that he hasn't been good before this, but this is obviously the best he's had and um, just he's going to get paid uh, I don't I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to take the team friendly deal I think either they're going to have to pay him and move some stuff um, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to get his back and not even in a selfish way just in a like I'm getting paid and I respect that because if you can do that then do it I don't know that this Calgary team that we're speaking of currently is a very well gelled team. And like last time, because Matthew and Goudreau both run on the, like the contracts seem to be up at the same time. And sure, Chuck did hold out a little bit into the train camp, but that's, I think, more based off of his um, agent doing some things. Probably. I, they're so close to winning that cup that we might see some players take that. And I would not be surprised if Goudreau, he could be one of them. But there's also a few players, like Sean Monahan, that I would not whine about if they did have to move a player like that to make some room. He's always injured. He's sure he wins some faceoffs, but we've filled that hole and we've done well without him. So. You could be right. We could see some big changes, but still not drastic changes for the Calgary Flames coming up this offseason. Well, that's my thoughts. I re- they, they need to keep both Matthew and Chuck. And if I'm right about Mondrapani, they need to keep all three of their 30 goal scores. Let's just be honest. You yeah. can't lose all of them. No. Oh, God, no. That would be but, rough. 
Yeah, I don't have any other. I'm not throwing any more articles at you. So that's all I got. Good. That's all I got. Good. What do we do now then? (laughs) (laughs) What? What do we do now then? Say goodbye or some shit or what? Well, I mean, you usually do that part. Fine. Get everything around here. That's the stoner statement. We talked CFL and fuck am I excited? Can't you guys tell? And we talked hockey. Go Colorado. Go. Everyone out there. Even including Austin, stay stoned and stay safe. Bye.